Thursday, November 14th, 2019. On today's episode of Morning Meditation, we're going to take a look at Proverbs 13, verse 4. The Word of God reads as followed. The soul of the sluggard craves and gets nothing, while the soul of the diligent is richly supplied. And the Proverbs was written from a perspective of an older man speaking to the younger. Solomon is writing to his son. Right? The preacher is writing to his son and he wants to leave a legacy behind. He wants him to be instructed. He wants him to be uh, a leader and he wants him to flourish or to benefit and to be a blessing to those underneath his leadership. And so when we look at the Proverbs, we need to be reminded that this isn't just for those people, but we must first reflect upon ourselves. So as we reflect upon this proverb in particular, we must ask specific questions. Are we the sluggard or are we the diligent? Yes, there are times when we are sluggards. And there are times when we are diligent, but we must not be characterized as the sluggard and we ought to be characterized as the diligent one. In other words, our lives are to be made up of someone who is marked by diligence. Because, as we mentioned yesterday, this is a direct correlation to our relationship with God. Because we are in Christ, We are new creations and we have new life. And because we have new life, we have new desires and we suppress the old desires and we walk in the light and the truth of God's word. So as we look at this passage, we see that the sluggard has certain characteristics about himself. We see here that he craves, right? He he desires something but he desires something that he himself does not actually work toward accomplishing. He desires, he craves. In other words, he's desperate. He's lazy. He's inactive. He's a leech. He craves. And in all his craving and his desire, he gets nothing. Why? Second half tells us, while the diligent but why the soul of the diligent is richly supplied. So the sluggard has these cravings, has these desires, and he gets nothing because he's not diligent. He isn't hardworking. He doesn't take initiative. He isn't responsible. He's passive. He just, just lets life take its course. Whatever will be, will be. He's not diligent, and as a result... He is not richly supplied. Now, this is really important for us to keep in mind because the sluggard, because of his lack of effort, will have nothing to leave behind for those after him. He will not be a blessing to anyone else, not himself, nor anyone to follow. He has no legacy to leave behind. He has no legacy, no godly legacy. He has no godly heritage to leave behind because he hasn't done anything. He's just let the grass, the back of his yard continue to grow and now it's a forest that's untamed. 
whereas the diligent have, has used his resources to work hard and to increase and to gain. And because of that, he is richly supplied. So now he will be successful. He will leave an inheritance for those behind him. He will be generous because he has been supplied richly and abundantly. So as we look at this verse, I want us to keep in mind that this verse isn't just talking about how a person ought to work for the benefit of monetary gain. It definitely implies that. But I also think by way of application that this verse is talking about the spiritual benefits of diligence and hard work, right? Not only will you be monetarily provided for if you work hard, right? You pick up new skills and you work and you save and you, you, you know, purchase a home or you purchase, you know, whatever. You continue to save money and be a blessing for others, so on and so forth. But the diligent person will work hard, not only in his vocation, but he'll also work hard with the capacity that God has given him in his study, in his desire to grow in the things of God, in his desire to uh, make Christ's name known in his community, in his home. Uh, his own spiritual soul will be well nourished. Uh, the diligence it takes to have a daily discipline of reading God's word or uh, growing in the grace and knowledge of our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ. We, we, we see this in Second Peter, where uh, Peter says that is it Second Peter one uh, verses five through eleven. You know, for this reason it says, make every effort to supply your faith with virtue and virtue with knowledge, and knowledge with self-control, and self-control with steadfastness, steadfastness with godliness, and godliness with brotherly affection. But notice what it says, for this very, make every effort. Okay, this is the person who is diligent. Work hard at adding these virtues to your soul. Okay, work hard. Be diligent. Don't be like the sluggard. The sluggard will not make every effort to add to his faith virtue and knowledge and self-control and steadfastness and godliness and brotherly affection and love. He won't do those things because he's a sluggard. He'll leave his soul untamed. And so the diligent person will have something to give to others and he will not be bankrupt spiritually. The, the, the diligent person will be a blessing to others. The diligent person will be a life-giving individual. He will be a hope giver to those that are around him. And this soul of the sluggard will be empty. Let me read a couple verses to you concerning the sluggard. Proverbs 10.4 A slack hand causes poverty, but the hand of the diligent makes rich. So the sluggard, the slack hand, the lazy person will be poor, poor, always begging, always asking, right? Never digging for themselves, never uh, rich in themselves or have anything to give to someone else. Proverbs 12, 11, we looked at this verse yesterday. Uh, Whoever works his land will have plenty of bread. But he who follows worthless pursuits lacks sense. 
Go down to verse 24. It says, The hand of the diligent will rule, while the slothful will be put to forced labor. See, the hand of the diligent will be a leader, and he will be a good leader. He will be a good leader, as opposed to the sluggard. If he was a leader, we would be in a lot of trouble. Because there would be things unchecked, not taken care of, and neglected. Proverbs 26.13 says, The sluggard says, There is a lion in the road. There is a lion in the street. He's lying. He just doesn't want him to get out. He doesn't want to get out of bed. So we see this. The soul of the sluggard is detrimental to the health of an individual. And it's dangerous to those around him. Whereas the soul of the diligent, he takes initiative for the health of his soul. He takes initiative for the health of his spiritual growth. We see this in Proverbs 2. This is a fascinating verse. Proverbs 2, verses 2 through 9. It says, Making your ear attentive to wisdom and inclining your heart to understanding. Yes, if you call out for insight and raise your voice for understanding. If you seek it like silver and search for it like hidden treasures. Then you will understand the fear of the Lord. You see, if you do this, if you do this, if you do this, if you do this, then you will understand the fear of the Lord. All that is diligent and hardworking, right? And then it says in verse 6, For the Lord gives wisdom. From his mouth comes knowledge and understanding. He stores up sound wisdom for who? For the upright, right? For the person who looks to Christ in full dependence, turns from their sin in full dependence, the Lord gives this individual himself as a blessing. The diligence in that, right, in diligently seeking the Lord and diligently forsaking your sin and looking to Christ. And we see that he is always ready and willing, the diligent person, to take action. The diligent person is always ready to take action. This is vitally important. Proverbs 8.34 says, Blessed is the one who listens to me, watching daily at my gates, waiting beside my doors. He's, he's ready. He's, he's ready to take orders, and he's ready to go. Remember what Isaiah said, Lord, send me, I'll go. There's diligence in that. There's faithfulness in that. And the Lord, you know, oftentimes will reward those who have been faithful, faithful with the little. And oftentimes the lazy person, the sluggard, wants something without putting something in. He wants the benefit, but he doesn't want to put in the hard work. And he looks at someone who has, and he is envious because he says, hey, that's not fair, why don't I have? Well, because he didn't work. He didn't accumulate skills. He didn't network. He didn't he wasn't faithful with the few that he had. And lastly, the diligent has his priorities in order. And for this, I want to give an illustration taken from the book of Luke, Luke chapter 10. And here we see the well-known story of Mary and Martha. Let me read this first to you. This is Luke 10, 38 through 42. It says this, now, as they went on their way, Jesus entered a village, and a woman named Martha welcomed him into her house. And she had a sister called Mary, 
who sat at the Lord's feet and listened to his teaching. So Mary is sitting at the feet of Jesus, listening to his teaching. But Martha was distracted with much serving. And she went up and said to him, Lord, do you not care that my sister has left me to serve alone? Now notice here, Martha's working. She's working diligently, which is good. That's what she's, right? That's what we're called to do. Work diligently. That's what we just talked about. Okay? Uh, but, But here there's an issue. Jesus is in the room. And Martha is focusing her attention on something that isn't the priority. Where Mary looks like she isn't working, but she's doing the most beneficial thing she can do for her soul and for the benefit of others. See, when we sit at the feet of Jesus, when we worship the Lord, we're being poured into as we pour ourselves out so that we have something to give to others. And this just goes back and forth, right? We come to him empty. He gives of, he gives of himself to us, primarily through the reading of his word, right? And then now we're filled and we're able to give out to others. Well, listen to what Mary says. Tell her then to help me. But the Lord answered her, Martha, Martha, you are anxious and troubled about many things, but one thing is necessary. Mary has chosen the good portion, which will not be taken away from her. Martha, you want to work? You work. Work is good. But don't take away from what Mary's doing, because what Mary's doing is good as well. Now, it doesn't mean Mary was lazy and didn't work in the home, but she recognized that right here, right now, this is what my attention needs to be on, worshiping at the feet of Jesus. And so with those closing thoughts, with, with, with that verse, I want to close with these thoughts. We need to have our priorities in order. There's a time to work, and there's a time to take the resources that we've gained from our work and use it for the benefit of ourselves and for the benefit of those underneath our stewardship. And then there's a time for us to worship at the feet of Jesus. Now, all these things should bleed into the next. They should be the uh, rhythm of our life, as it were. They should be the ebb and flow of our lives where we're not doing one without the other. Everything is to be unto the Lord, as we're told in 1 Corinthians 10.31. Whatever you do, whether you eat, whether you drink, do it all for the glory of God. So today, be diligent. Pray that God help you be diligent and work hard in your study. Work hard in your meditation. Work hard in your vocation and do it all for the glory of God, for the benefit of of others and for the glory of our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ. Well, that's all I have for today. Until next time, look to Christ, live wisely, leave a legacy. Grace and peace.